Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. It's time for testimonies, hallelujah. In the Bible, we meet 10 men who had an encounter with Jesus. They were lepers. And when Jesus healed them, only one came back to say thank you. And Jesus said to that one that he should go and his faith will make him whole. Some of you, you don't have testimonies and your your life is like fractions and decimals. Because you've not come to share your testimony. So I want to encourage you to share your testimony and believe in and believe that as you share your testimony, it's encouraging someone, it's stirring up someone's faith. Amen. Today we have two testimonies in the house. A word online testimony and a word alive testimony. Our first testimony is from Rejoice, formerly of the Victory Logo Center, and now a GWO in the F Church. Rejoice's testimony is about how she received miracle money when she least expected it. Hallelujah. Rejoice says, Anytime I listen to testimonies about miracle money, they are always so overwhelming and so surprising. How many of us feel that way sometimes? Like you've been wondering when it will be your turn. And she said, I always wondered why I hadn't had such a major window of blessing before. I just concluded that God will be blessing me in other ways. (laughs) But just this week, say this week, my brother-in-law decided to bless my life with foreign currency hallelujah so this is rejoice she has been hearing people share their testimony every sunday miracle money testament she has always been wondering why it will never tell her line but that last week just last week it told her line hallelujah and her brother sent her money it wasn't just anything it was foreign currency as you listen to this testimony where you receive foreign currency in jesus name so Rejoice says, I was wondering why and where this blessing was coming from. And then I remembered that in January, Pastor Sean directed us to sow a seed into our pastor E.S. Joy's life in foreign currency. I remember that time it was mommy's birthday, the first time the church succeeded in surprising her. <laughs> and she says, God had given me back that offering I gave and multiplied it by 10. Hallelujah. As you give, God will multiply it by 10 in Jesus' name. Rejoice says, I just want to thank God because he has just shocked me. May God just shock you in Jesus' name. I want to encourage all of us that sowing seeds into the lives of our pastors is a serious investment you are making into the kingdom of God. He will reward you as you honor his servants. Amen. Our second testimony is from Sharon of the Greater Love Gospel Choir. Sharon. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hallelujah. I'm Sharon Bachan Ngongwi, and I'm in the Grail of Gospel Choir, and I'm from Pinaman Center. Don't we have choristers in the house? (laughs) All right, Sharon, tell us about your testimony. My testimony is about how God saw me through very, very difficult moments to be able wow. to finish my MPhil and defend it. Amen. Wow. Amen. Some of you are undergraduate students. As you listen to this testimony, you also be sharing yours in Jesus' name. Continue. Hallelujah. Amen. By this time last year, I think um, it began in June last year that I was about to start my project. So one day we left from gathering in the morning and some strange sickness just came upon me. I felt sick and I became very dizzy that I was about to start my work, say a month. 
So I became very sick that I visited the hospital about say four times a week. Hey. And sometimes more than 50 times that I would go to the hospital. Let me say till now. Hey. So I was very sick. And as I had to start my work, I was not having the strength to start the work again. So I struggled and I started that work. And I managed, and the work ran for five months till December 2019. So I thought, oh, I'll just manage this work, get some data and go home. Just for my supervisor to call me and say, let me meet him in his office. Meanwhile, he had gone to the field, took pictures and came and told me that, dear, I will not accept this work. Sharon, wait. So when your supervisor, after you've done all that, admits the sickness, and your supervisor said he will not accept it, like what does it mean? He says he has rejected the work. His signature will not be on that work. I have to start all over again. Hey. I don't know about you, but when I was when I was in high school and we did pre-tech and they write redo on your work, it's a whole something. So for her to do a project for that number of months and the supervisor says she should start again there, I don't know. Sharon, continue. Yes, please. And honestly, I had spent more than 9,000 Ghana cities on that work. And he said, I have to start all over again. I got very depressed. I hardly did smile. In fact, my life was very miserable. I was always depressed, always feeling very sad. And I was like, would I be able to go ahead with this work and start again? I don't even have the strength. I'm still very sick. So one time, as I was about to start the work in March, I felt very sick again. I couldn't work. I couldn't go out of my room. I couldn't eat well. I was very, very dizzy, no strength. So I told my mother, my mother was like, don't die in Ghana because of masters. Mercy. Return back home. <laughs> so I, I planned to travel in two days time to take a fl flight back to my home. So I texted mommy that, please mommy, I want to suspend my course and I want to return back to my country. And mommy texted me that morning and said, Sharon, don't go, don't quit, don't return home. Hallelujah. Wow. pastor and her pastor said Sharon don't go don't quit don't return home I'm wondering who you text when you're in trouble Sharon continue your testimony and honestly speaking I had no strength to go because my field is uh, I'm in agricultural engineering and you have to use tractors to work so I couldn't be able to supervise that work at all I was very weak sometimes I used to fall at the field or carry me to the hospital I couldn't cope and when she said go and I was like, how am I going to go? She just texted and said, Sharon, you have strength. Go in the strength. And I went and I, amazingly, I was able to do that work that day. I never believed that I could do anything that day. So afterwards, during the lockdown, I began to go to that field bit by bit and do the work. So when I was done, I wrote and sent to my supervisor. He said, this is not the format I want this work. And this work is not enough. You are the only student that has done one season's work. All my students have done two seasons' work. I became more depressed. Hey, so the, the, the thing is, man, the work started from 2019. Mm. Started from 2019 in March. Yeah. And then her supervisor bounced there. And then she did the work again. And he sent it. And he bounced there again. Hey. And so when I submitted, he sent it back to me. I, I was still like, I'll go back home. And I remembered to say, I was told, don't go back home. Then I stayed, I managed, don't quit, don't give up. Amen. Amen. So I managed, I wrote the work, I submitted. He was still rejecting the work. So the international programs office, they said, but your turn here is over. So you've got to go whether you are done or you are not done. You've got to leave. So when they said like that, it went to my head of department. And my head of department said, oh, arrange for a defense for me. And because of what came from the international programs office, he felt some way. And it was like, it was coming from the top. So he had to um, succumb with them, yeah. So when they allowed me now to submit that work, on Thursday was the day of my defense. So when I went, I was actually expecting a C. Because she just wanted it. I just wanted a pass. Yes, because all I wanted is that at least let me have a pass from here. During last semester, I had all A's in all my courses. And I was like, if I have a C during this one, there is no problem. You will balance up for me. I just wanted to know that I have defended this work. That's all. So when I entered and I stood before the, the jury, 
they began to question me. They questioned me, and wisdom came from nowhere, and I replied. So they said, Sharon, go outside. So I was like, if they say you have a C, I will jump there and they'll be like, maybe I've won a lottery. I wasn't <laughs> expecting me anything good from there. So when I went, I entered. They said, Sharon, your presentation, you have 76. Hey, I no, don't no, like no, you don't understand my She just wanted a C. She just wanted to pass. She just wanted to say that she shall done some of her course. But when she went there, she received wisdom from nowhere and she got 76 percent. I don't know why you are sitting down. I don't know why you are sitting down. Hey! Hallelujah. From seat A. So when they said like that, I mean I jumped. And my external uh, examiners were like, why is this girl happy about? Because my department was not part of the defense. And I, I knew that I wrote very well. Like I tried my best, but they keep rejecting it at my department. So they were like, this girl, your work is good. You have done well. You spoke well. You presented well. Your results are good. <laughs> Hallelujah. And what would you like to tell the church? In fact, I would like to tell the church that you don't have to give up. When God has sent somebody that is there to give you direction and to speak to you, I want to let you know that mommy is a voice from God unto us. Wow. If mommy was not there, I will go back to Cameroon empty-handed. I will not have any master's degree. In fact, if you see me, this is the happiest day of my life. I don't think I've been happy like this. Praise the Lord. So let's listen to her in difficult moments. Text her your worries. And I tell you, God will speak to you. And that is how you are going to achieve whatever you have to achieve in life rather than giving up. So don't give up. Mommy is here. Thank wow. you so much. Thank you so much, Sharon. This testimony reminds me. It reminds me of the parable of the unjust judge. The way the woman kept going and how mommy told her not to quit and how she kept going and how she kept going. I don't know. She, she just said it. I should have gone to her country empty-handed, no certificate. Who knew that if she kept persisting, if she listened to her pastor, she ha she would have, she's going with an A. I think she put your hands together again for this testimony. They ask am I the He tell me say man everywhere don't read and he get us it. I tell us they no worry. As long as they we know they much worry. See, we there alive, we see the pretty, that's what the way I believe. See, eh? God no go shame us. 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 The blessing go loud. You go worry the neighbors. You go worry the neighbors. God no go shame us. God no go shame us. God no go shame us. The blessing go loud. You go worry the neighbors.
Many of you were late, you missed the worship time, so you just want to lift your hands up to the Lord this morning. Hold on, you don't know my key, hold on. Hallelujah, just lift up your voice to the Lord. Continue to thank him that you are in church. You could have been somewhere else, but you are in church. And let's worship him a little. Oh Lord, you are beautiful. Your eyes is all I see. Your grace is out of 
Let's take it one more time. Oh Lord, you're beautiful. Oh Lord, you are beautiful. Your face is all I see. Lift your voice up this morning and pray. of us, oh God. Relight the lamp in our spirit, Lord. Relight it. Let us be excited for you again. We thank you for your grace and your mercy towards us. In Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank God for his grace and mercy. And I want to say to Sharon that we're going to miss you when you go home. But I thank God you didn't quit. And there's somebody in the house or on watching online. Because she didn't quit, you also will not quit. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I said amen. amen. Tell them about the devil is a liar. Ah, I don't know why you believe a liar like that. God, you don't believe in a liar. But it is over. Hallelujah. It is what? Over. It is over. Amen. You know, sometimes you've prayed, you have a healing, and then he comes to pass, pass around as if the sickness is coming. Then you're like, oh, my sickness, it hasn't come. The Bible says that if the son has set you free, you are free. That's the truth. That's the truth. And you will find when you stand by it that the symptoms disappear. Are you in the house or you have traveled somewhere? Powerful. Well, from today and for the next five weeks or so, we're going to be talking about something. Tell your neighbor, talking about something. Yeah. We're going to be talking about something which is so important. 
It's so important. There's a whole book with the title. Everything by prayer. Nothing without prayer. Everything by prayer. Hallelujah. You would have thought that when we call ourselves Christians, we'll pray about everything. But the truth is that it's not true. That's the truth. Have you not had situations when you suddenly realize that, ah, the thing, I have not been praying about it. You have been complaining about it, explaining about it, talking about it, writing about it, drawing diagrams about it. You've been finding, you know, those wise sayings that are in uh, that camera. You take the wise saying and then you post it on your status. You put it on your page. You write things. But the thing that you should do that is actually going to change it. You suddenly realize that you haven't done it. You have cried if they were to gather your tears. Oh, bokiti, bokiti. Do you know what a bokiti is? A bokiti. And overflowing. Oh, you have not found yourself there before. I remember one time when I was on it, I was on it. Then the Lord said, but you have not spoken to me about it. I thought, ah, but have I not been praying about it? Then I realized I'd been complaining. Complaining. That's what complaining. I'd been complaining about it. But we're going to spend some weeks in here, and I keep praying that a spirit of prayer will come upon this house. Amen. Amen. And why am I calling it a spirit of prayer? There are some of us, if the prayer is not uh, together, you can't pray. When it is like that, something like COVID wipes you out. Because you can't pray on your own. Unless we come together before we can pray. Before you can pray. Are you there? But by the time we are done with these five weeks, you will pray. Whether alone or together, you will pray. Whether night or day, you will pray. Amen. Because a spirit of prayer will come upon you. You pray about everything. Some of you ladies, when you are going to cook, you don't pray. That's why the salt is too much. <laughs> oh, you are very quiet in the house. Are you there? Have you never been embarrassed? I remember one time I actually had a visitor. And as my husband tasted, they said, mm, the salt is too much. Meanwhile, the visitor was there. Oh, then he suddenly realized that the visitor was there. It's like, ooh, but meanwhile, you can't collect the words, already. It has come. It has already come. Hey! But maybe perchance, if a prayer or two had been said, it would not have been like that. Hey, have you never worn a dress? You thought it would look nice. Then you saw yourself in the mirror as you were going. Just say, uh, you are bounced. Hey. <laughs> you are bounced totally. Totally. You, are you see, when you see, I'm giving you very, what you think are petty examples, but they are not so petty. Have you not noticed that when you have worn something, it didn't quite work as you thought? Suddenly your confidence, mm, something, something, something. Yeah. Suddenly you just, you back down, no confidence. And you would have thought, oh, you can just go like that, but you know you can't. Hey. Are you there? One time a bride said to me, <laughs> she said, <laughs> she said, as I got to the door of the hotel after the wedding, my zip just opened like that. And we said, hey! Five minutes earlier, ten minutes earlier, thirty minutes earlier, it would have been a disaster. Or oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. You know when I say open, not that the zip came down. It opened. You see the one that it opens from the... Hey! I said, what? She said she was at the door. I said, you must have prayed some prayers. I said, you must have what? Because five minutes early, imagine that you are at the wedding reception and you are moving around and you are moving and then suddenly, eh, eh, eh. even worse, imagine you are walking down the aisle. Pam, pam, pana, pam, pam, pana, pam, pam. All eyes are on you. Everybody is watching. Who is our beautiful bride today? And as you are coming, tan, 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 I'm showing you that there are so many things we don't pray about because we think they are small things. But I need you, if you don't remember anything today, I need you to remember that they're so-called small things. The Bible says it is the little foxes that spoil the vine. The big fox, if you see him, he die finish. Yeah. The little ones, because they are small. Hey. Are you in the house? One day I went somewhere. And when I went, we were going to have a camp in that place, and it was our first time. And I went with two pastors from here. 
we went, we went to look at the place. We traveled all the way, searched, it was all okay. And then we came to stand at a place and we're discussing with the manager. And all of a sudden, I felt something. I said, I felt something. I'm talking to you about small things. You think they are too small. <laughs> but I'm showing you that a small thing can change your day. When I looked down, I had stood on an anthill. And an ant, those black ones, was finding its way. Do I need to finish the story? I'm showing you, the, you see, that is why we're going to be talking about everything by prayer. Everything by prayer. Everything by prayer. Nothing without prayer. Everything by prayer. Nothing without prayer. Are you there? Hey, the way you are quiet. Because you see, there are some of you. <laughs> some of you, you don't pray by your spiritual life. That's why your spiritual life is equal to zero. Yes. I have seen people say, oh, I'll wake up, I'll have an all night. Really? Really? You don't ask, Lord, grant me grace to wake up and pray. No wonder when you woke up, it was 4.30. One time, I was having a pastor's prayer meeting. I won't say when. And we were there, and I suddenly noticed it was on a WhatsApp group. So from time to time, the message, I mean, something, topic. Then you see that everybody is responding. At a certain point, I realized that somebody was not responding. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? Hey! Meanwhile, you say you are a veteran of all night. As for all night, they are meeting me heavy. So where were you? <laughs> uh, I've not mentioned any name. <laughs> yeah. So even your spiritual life is something you pray about. Yeah. <laughs> the pastors are laughing. I think they think they have an idea who it is. Hey! One time we were having a Zoom prayer meeting. Suddenly we saw that somebody's place was empty. You see, in those days, this was around the time when we can't meet to pray. So we said, let's meet online. At least we encourage each other to have the all night. So as I'm there, they're also there. This one is there. You, we can see ourselves. And I even, I, I called KB to help me. He attached it to my TV screen so that I can see everybody. Ah! We are praying, Kabe, Kaba, Kaba. Suddenly, an illegal immigrant who wasn't part of that prayer meeting but was there, the person said, <laughs> Look at that place. The guy is asleep. The person has slept. Hey! Even our spiritual lives, we need God's help. Yeah. So I said, oh, I'm sure maybe his uh, internet has, his network has gone off. No, no, network, no. Hmm. <laughs> Are you in the house? Pray about everything. Amen. Some of you, your character, your character, you need to pray. Yeah. Because all our characters, you can easily be too something. You can be too sanguine. You laugh too much. It's not everywhere we go and laugh. Hey, can you imagine that we have gone to somebody's funeral? We are walking down, uh, shaking hands, and then you are like, "Hello." <laughs> it's out of order. It's out of order. Amen. But you see, the truth of the matter is that we take it for granted. Some of us, before we decided to marry, we didn't talk to God about it. Some, the university that we went to, we didn't talk to God about it. We just filled the forms and let's go. And that's it. But things are changing, amen? We're going to learn that everything by prayer. One of the prayers you should always pray is a prayer for mercy. A prayer for the grace of God. Because so many things can happen, you can be dead. Just this morning, I got a text from two very close pastor friends of mine. Traveling down the road, coming back from a wedding, Accra. Before they were aware, a truck was in their road. Yeah. Right on their, road, on their lane. And they said they had no option. You see, that, that, uh, there's no option. You have to drive off. They drove off. When they drove off, there's a tree. Yeah. So, of course, what's your first question? First of all, the fact that the person is texting me, thank God, it means you're alive. It means you're alive. It means you're still seeing. It means something. What is the next question? Are you people okay? Are you hurt? They came out. The car had run into the tree, but they had come out unscathed. Said they had been checked. Yeah. You see, that is the grace and the mercy of God because the same thing happens to other people and they don't return. Same thing. Same thing. 
Are you with me or you have traveled? Sometimes, you see, sometimes you are on your way. Then you remember having prayed. Please stop and pray. Stop and pray. Yeah. Hallelujah. Are you there? Hmm. Parents, pray for your children. That's why Mabna is so special to me. Ever since I knew you here, she came to this church praying for her children. Yeah. Praying for her church, Charlie. It's very powerful. So, what a mom. If you have a mother who prays for you, you are blessed. Or a father who prays for you, you are blessed. Yeah. You pray. Let's take a look at a few scriptures. We're going to be on this topic for five weeks. And if I had my way, we'll stay on it to the end of the year. Just in this hope that prayer will enter us. It will enter us. Because a lot of problems will be resolved. Hallelujah. Philippians 4, chapter, uh, verse 6. It was the first verse I ever learned by heart. You know, and I was so happy I learned it because soon afterwards a crisis arose in which I needed it. Yeah. And it says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, it says, Let your requests be made known to God. Are you there? Let your requests be made known to God. Now, I want to read it in easier English. Uh-huh. It says, Philippians 4, 6, don't worry about anything. Today, as I'm speaking, some of you are worried. The students are worried. When is campus reopening? The parents are worried. When are they going to go? They have eaten everything they can eat in the house and they are still eating. And now on top, they look for pocket money. Hey. Sometimes when you look at the amount of food that passes, you wonder whether it's an army that came through the house or it's only your few children. Hey. Yes. People are anxious. Will my business stand again? Will I get another job? The landlord said we should move back to where? There are some landlords who have collected their rent in this COVID, in this COVID, in this COVID. They were begging them that please hold on and let, no, 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 no. The thing it was this number of years it has passed, bring it or move. Is it true or it's not true? But the scripture is very clear. Don't worry about anything. Then it goes to say, instead, so instead of worrying, instead of worrying, it says, pray about everything. Pray about what? Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Let's take our time a little on this verse. I don't know if you are in a hurry, but I mean, I'm not in a hurry. If all that you understand is this verse, we have come some distance today. Yeah. Don't worry about anything. It's an instruction. It's an instruction. So whatever is on your mind right now, I want you to put it down. Just put it down. You see, I'm saying like, just, just imagine that you have removed it from your mind. Put it down. Put it down. Don't worry. But it's not that you don't worry, then you just sit down. No. It says, instead of worrying, pray. I want to tell you something from today. When you are worried about something, when the thought comes to your head, pray about it. You see, some of you, you have become too strict. You feel that unless I pray at this time, God will not hear. Or unless I pray in this way, God will not hear. And that is what is disturbing you. Wherever you are, when that thought comes up to worry you, whether you are sitting on your toilet, excuse me, downloading, or you are on the street, because the thing is clear. Don't worry. Instead of worrying, pray. So as soon as, don't wait. If you wait, you even forget and worry again. So as soon as the worry starts to come, it starts to come. Hey, I couldn't sleep. I was worried. How many of you have been there before? You couldn't sleep. You are, the next time, as you cannot sleep, pray. As you cannot sleep, pray. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray. Then it even tells you the type of prayer. The, the King James calls it supplication, but I like this version because it's simple. Tell God what you need. Tell God what you need. When Sharon told me about her supervisor, I pronounced the words in there. Yeah. What kind of wicked person is this? Yeah. So tell God what you need. Many times, you see, that is why complaining is not praying. Because you have not told God what you need. You are complaining. Lord, what kind of landlord is this? This landlord is really disturbing my life. He has just come. And so what should we do? Do you want to stay there? Lord, I want to continue staying in this house. So sort him out. 
Lord, I want to move, so please find a place for me to move to. Tell God what you need. Tell him what you need. Many times we're walking around, we haven't told him what we need. You have gone to the doctor, he has given you a diagnosis. You have, a diagnosis means he has told you what is wrong. Tell God what you need. You see, sometimes you think you know what you need. Many years ago, a friend of ours, a very close friend, we're all in the same fellowship. In those days, the charismatic churches were few. And so fellowships were more, more available. And this friend of ours, powerful man of God up till today, he developed a problem in his knee, a very troublesome problem. And we prayed and we prayed, and he said, I won't go anywhere. I'm here. But one day, tell your neighbor, one day, one day, this man, this friend of ours, at a similar meeting, he said, people, do you know something? I think the problem is that my faith is that I will do the operation that they asked me to do. But when I do it, I'll recover fast. That is my faith. So I think it's my lack of faith that has been fighting the prayer. So please, pray for me. Tell God what you need. So we changed our prayer. Lord, let him go for the operation. Let it be a clean operation. Smooth to the point. And let him recover fast. Because that's what he said he needed. He went to do the operation. Operation was successful. They told him that in three weeks time, you will be on crutches. He was on crutches in three days. They told him that in three months time, that's when you begin to bend the knee. He was bending the knee in three weeks. Just as he asked, smooth operation, quick recovery. Hallelujah. Tell God what you need. And so sometimes your prayer is even, Lord, what do I need? Because some of you what, you, what you think you need is not what you need. Lord, I need a man to pay my school fees. May the Lord knock your head. Who told you that you need a man to pay your school fees? Let's be serious. <laughs> you don't need a man to pay your school fees. You need your school fees paid. Whether by man, by woman, by whatever means, where it will come from, you don't care. What you need is that the school fees are paid. Not a man. Ah, ah, let's be serious. Tell the nearest sister by you, let's be serious. Let's be serious. Hallelujah. Lord, I need a job. Maybe it's true. But sometimes it's not true. Sometimes what you need is just money. <laughs> I need a job. It's not every job that brings money. I have seen some people, they go and do the job. Look, transportation cost is exactly equal to the pay that they have received. But you asked for a job. Sometimes it's not the job you need, it's the money. <laughs> ah, tell God what you need. What you need. Tell God what you need. I've been enjoying telling God what I need. Oh, yes. Some days I wake up and I say, Lord, you see, I like all the people in my house. I don't plan to let anybody go anywhere. So this is my market bill. This water, and please add ice water to it. Too. You see how when you go to the market, sometimes you need ice water, sometimes you say that, add yogurt. <laughs> Every day it comes. Every day. I mean, when I need it, it's there. That's what I need. That's what I need. Yeah. I wake up, I say, Lord, we have eaten too much of this one. What is this? Every day, this kind. No, no, no. Change the meat. Change it. Change it. It will change. I've even been sitting in my house and somebody has carried some and brought. Yeah. yeah. What do you need? Tell God what you need. Hallelujah. Are you ready for another scripture? Are you enjoying scripture? Tell your neighbor the Bible is nice. So the Bible is very nice. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. Let's go there. Ephesians chapter 6. If you love the Bible, half your problems are already over. Be yes, because the answers are there. Ephesians 6, 18, we always start with the King James. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Shall we read it in ordinary English? Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Pray in the spirit at all times. What does it mean to pray in the spirit? 
in tongues all the time. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. So those of you who are worrying me that every day when you come and sit in my that's how it is supposed to be. <laughs> Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert. Hey. Stay what? Tell the next sleepy person by you. What did the scripture say? Stay alert. Some of you arrive in church to sleep. When you come and it is word of God, ask for the ask for the praise and worship. No problem. You dance because of this movement. But when you sleep, your bottom and your eyes have written an agreement that as soon as the bottom touches a soft surface, your eyes must also close. Hey! <laughs> Never. Because the Bible says, stay alert. Alert to do what? And be persistent in your prayers. Persistent. What does it mean to persist? Don't leave it. Don't what? Leave it. And this is where many of us fall down in prayer. We say, hey, I've prayed about it. I've asked God. He didn't mind me. Ha. I thought it's Bible we are reading. I said, I thought it's Bible we are reading. He said, don't leave it. You asked yesterday, ask again. You asked two months ago, ask again. You asked two years ago, ask again. And ask and ask and ask until you see the answer. That's what the Bible says. Be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Some of you who have been chasing church members who don't mind you. This is your key. Yeah. Bring them before God until it works. Hallelujah. Hey. We are still reading scriptures. Do you like the scriptures? Okay. So, Luke chapter 18. This is the scripture. This is the beginning of the scripture where we are told the story. Luke 18, Luke 18 1. We are told the story of the woman who disturbed. <laughs> Maybe we should just read the whole parable, even though it's verse 1 we want. One day, Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. The King James says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not faint. What was the parable? There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, Give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I do not fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant requests. And it goes on in verse 6 to say, learn a lesson from this judge. Amen. Persistent prayer. He says, men, always ought, men ought always to pray and not faint. To faint means to give up. You see, to faint means to give up. Many of us are praying and giving up. We bring the issue before God once, twice, three times, and then we just say, that's it, he's not listening anyway. And then we have all kinds of his things. Eh? He doesn't love me, he loves this other person more than me. And then we start to dig. It's like digging a hole for yourself that you are going to fall into. But today we're going to be learning how to pray and continue to pray and keep praying. You are 35 years old, you are still not married. If you don't know that it's an emergency prayer topic, I'm telling you that it's an emergency. Hey. Yeah. They used to think that it is only women whose fertility is affected by, by age. It is not true. Both women and men. Yes. Both women and men. And in fact... If the man hits the age of 40, they even talk about physical weakness in the child. Nurse, is it true or it's not true? Uh -huh, thank you, thank you. It's a topic for prayer. And you keep on praying. Hey. hey. Amen. <laughs> what I like about the scripture, it says, men ought always to pray and not faint. You see, when you don't pray, you faint. That's the other side of it. When you don't pray, you faint. The Bible says that if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Ask for things coming to push us in. 
and push us. It happens. As for storm, who has never seen a storm before? The storm, there will by all means be a storm. But I came this morning to tell you that every storm has an end. But the issue is whether you will still be standing when the storm is over or it will liquidate you. And if you do not pray, you will be surprised that it will liquidate you. You will faint for lack of strength. But it says here, men ought always to pray and not to faint. Luke chapter 21. We have come to church. It's the Bible we are reading. <laughs> Luke chapter 21 and verse 36. Watch ye therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. It's a very weighty scripture. Keep alert at all times. Have you seen that same thing? Watch. Keep alert. Many Christians are sleeping. Just eating and sleeping and taking loan and going through the everyday just like any ordinary unbeliever. But the Bible says of a Christian, keep alert. Push your neighbor and say, stay alert. Wake up. Sit properly. Don't come into the church and sit as though you are in your sitting room. You are in the house of God. Sit well. Hey! <laughs> Then it says, pray that you might be strong enough to escape these coming horrors. We are just seeing one horror. Yeah. Yeah. A horror is like a horror story. <laughs> Something terrible. Yeah. And for homes where COVID entered, it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I talked to a friend of mine. He told me that he says, like an elephant sitting on my chest. And he had it at the same time as his wife. And I said, what? Who looked after you? And he said, their daughter. And even that one is, what, silent communication. To come and leave the things outside. Then they'll pick it, finish, put it. Then she says, once in a week, she'll dress like a, what? Space, yes, an astronaut. Come, and then come in to sweep and to change bed sheets and all that. And he said, it was like a taste of hell. And he said that he, even his enemy that he doesn't like, he will never wish him the sickness. Yeah. And when he comes into your house, it's not a joke. And then he said, another issue is that, so who is the last person I spoke to? Who did I meet two days ago? Who did I meet three days ago? All of these people, you see. And these are things which are happening. I wish I could say it won't happen again. But Jesus told us that as the end approaches, we'll be seeing things. We'll be seeing things. Hey, you are very quiet. Many of you, you don't read the news that happens outside. In the middle of this mess, then something exploded in the city of Beirut. It just exploded. People, it just cleared 200 and something people. I came to tell you that a fuel tanker has just exploded last night in the same Beirut. And cleared. I mean, you just, you just wonder, that, what, what, what is this? What is happening? What is this? What is this? Hurricanes over there. I was watching a, a small clip in the news like that. A house. The person has built his house. He thinks he has finished. Then a flood has come. Rain has come. I watched as the house, it dropped as if it was cardboard. The whole thing just fell inside water. Hey! Charlie, stop. Are you there? And Jesus says, pray that when that time comes, you will stand. That's why I don't understand those of you. Our Father has been leading us in prayer since April. You have not prayed, sir. You are sleeping, giving excuses. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have data. I don't have phone. But when you are going to download pornography, you know where to go. When you are going to game, you know where to go. When you are going to do what your flesh desires, you know where to go. It is the tense of God that you have an excuse over. Let's be serious. Let's be serious. Uh, pastor they don't say such things in church please so I think you are in the wrong place here we speak the truth and clearly the bible says that it's the truth that will make you free and I'm speaking to every young person and I want to speak to the parents I need you to understand that 80% of the young people are on pornography including your daughter and including your son maybe you didn't know but I'm just saying it to you mercy mercy I've been a pastor for a long time and in those 27, 28 years, only three years that I pastored adults, all the rest of the time were these young ones that you are seeing here. 
between the ages of like 16, now we even have 14 and 20 something. And I tell you, hey, the church is very quiet, Sabine. Shakabra somate kabandi. Yeah. Pornography is like an octopus. You see when you are watching this horror film and an octopus comes with its eight legs and then it holds the person with one arm like that and holds with the other. When you cut up this one, you cut up that one and then it holds the other. Ha! And so when they want to break free and they can't break free, that's when they look for their pastor. That's how I come I know your daughter and your son are on pornography. Hey! Oh, pastor, you don't know my child. I won't argue with you. I won't argue hey i won't argue but the bible says pray that you will be strong enough to escape the only way to escape it is to pray Uh, because when i was growing up pornography unless you want you go and look for it but now it's on your phone it's on your laptop it's on your what everywhere like where the tv instagram your brother's phone, your father's phone. Mercy. Hey. But the Bible says, pray that you will be strong enough to escape. I'm speaking to some young people today who are in bondage into something. The Bible says, pray, pray for the strength to escape. Yeah pray. You see, most of the time, you don't pray because you say this thing that I've watched is very bad. So you sit down. The devil says, eh, hey. Say, sit. Foolish boy. Stupid girl. Open the door and watch some more. Then you are going down. But if you are a believer in the Bible, I said, if you are a believer in the Bible, open the Bible. I said, open it. And he says, be alert. Be alert that that thing is a problem. And be alert that if you want to be strong enough to come up, because I tell you, you need strength to come out. You need strength to come out, I tell you. Ha! You need brutal strength to come out. You need to open your phone, enter Instagram, delete, go to the back end, delete. Facebook, delete, back end, delete. Twitter, back end, delete, delete. Which one again? YouTube, delete, delete again. You need to delete and delete and delete. Yeah. And when your friends start saying, we don't see you on this thing, we don't see you. You say, yeah, I'm no longer there. Yeah. And it takes strength. I tell you. It takes what? And all your friends will be doing as if, oh, we dear, we are not affected by this thing. Did you see that from? They are all lying. Oh, they are lying. They are inside. <laughs> they are inside. Amen. Eh? But Jesus, not just the Bible, but these are the words of Jesus. Pray that you will be strong enough to escape these horrors and stand before the Son of Man. Can you not see? Hallelujah. Can you not see? So many things. If we allow them to carry us away, we'll even be ashamed to stand before the Son of God. And that's why you should pray that you'll be strong enough. I said pray that you'll be what? strong enough what is it that is taking you down that is just interfering with your Christian life rise up and pray that's why I'm telling you that pray even about your spiritual life pray tell God I don't like prayer you have to help me if you don't speak the truth how will help come but the way you are behaving I know that you don't like prayer all I need is to announce one all night I know those who like prayer and those who don't yeah they are able to be awake to go to disco. They are able to be awake to go to midnight club. They are able to be awake to go and watch series. But when it comes to all night, oh, I can't come. I can't come. Yeah. But the Bible says pray. And that's why for the next number of weeks, probably five weeks, we're going to be talking about prayer. Everything by prayer. Nothing without prayer. Everything by prayer. Nothing without prayer. In closing, I think that it is even prayer that has delivered us as a nation. Yeah. When our politics is doing nonsense, we pray. It's delivered us. We pray. And this year, I hope you started praying. Yeah. 
even this corona that has come to pass i believe that is prayer because nobody can explain what we have seen yeah nobody can explain it i know several people who got it they are all alive to tell the story meanwhile across border i even know one family in the family those here lived those outside pastor yeah they all got it but those here survived those out there quench by prayer amen and so i pray my one prayer is that the spirit of prayer will come upon you pray in season and out of season pray about everything all the time with all persistence pray and keep praying until strength enters you pray until god answers you don't let up until he answers everything that you are talking to him about that is what he's asked us to do and it will be well with us stand to your feet this morning Hallelujah. stand to your feet I want you to just bow down your head this morning, talk to God for a few minutes, and say to him that, Lord, I want to learn how to pray, and I want to pray. I want to pray. Ask him to help you not to miss any part of this series. Any part. You just talk to the Lord. Help me to pray. Grant me the grace to pray. Grant me the wisdom to pray. Grant me the ability to pray, the interest in prayer. Grace to pray. Help us to pray, Lord. The spirit of prayer. Invite him into that area of your life that has been so difficult. Invite him in. Invite him in. Yes, Lord. Invite him in. That area of our lives, Lord. That difficult area of our lives, Lord. Help us to pray about it, Lord. Give us the grace to pray, O Lord. The strength of God. Let your spirit of prayer come. More than able to accomplish what concerns me today. He is able, more than able. He can handle anything that comes my way. He is able, more than able. He is able, more than able, to do much more than I could ever to do much more than I could ever dream. Oh, He is able, more than able. He is able, more than able, to make me what He wants me to be. To make me what He wants. For the last time, he is able, more than able. He is able. Oh, remind yourself that he is able. He is more than able. To accomplish what concerns me today. He is able. He is able. It's more than able. He can handle it. That comes my way. He is able, more than able, too much more than I could ever dream. He is able, more than able to make. This morning, I want you to bow down your head. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I want you to think about your relationship with Jesus. If you're going to pray, you have to have a relationship with him. If you are passing by the house of a wealthy man, you must have a relationship with him to be able to go in and ask about anything.
so also you must have a relationship with Jesus. It was Jesus who taught us that that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. You are here born of flesh, but are you born of the spirit? It is that birth in the spirit that grants you the grace to link up to Jesus as you pray, to link up to the Father. And so as every eye is closed and every head is bowed, if you are here, you cannot say that you have a relationship with Jesus. If you are here, you cannot say that your name is written in Jesus' book of life. If you are here, you cannot say that of a truth you know him and he knows you. Don't despair. Don't be ashamed. But you need to pray a certain prayer to receive him as your Lord and Savior. And so if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior this Sunday morning, I want you to lift up your hand where you stand. Just lift it up. I'm going to call you. You just come and we'll pray together. Just lift up your hand. And it's just saying that, Lord Jesus, I, I, I want to have a relationship with you. I want you to write my name in that book. If your hand is lifted up wherever you are, just come to me here. We're going to pray together. A simple prayer and we'll be done. Just come. God bless you. Just come. Small or old, big or young, we all need Jesus. Rich or poor, whoever we are, we need Jesus. Just come. Don't force them to come. Allow them to come themselves. If they've lifted up their hands, just allow them. Just come. We're going to pray together. God bless you. God bless you as you come. God bless you. You are standing there. Your heart is beating. It's a sign that Jesus is calling you. All is not well. Step out and come and let us pray together. Step out and come. Let us pray together. Let us pray. If you're standing in front, I want you to pray this prayer after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash, wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior, and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me. Amen. Father, I thank you for these young ones who've come to give their lives to you. I pray that they will never return back to their old ways. I pray, Lord, that they will always walk with you. This I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S. God richly bless you.